Hello, and welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Ball and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. And after a two-week, well, I guess just one-week hiatus, give or take, yeah, yeah, something like that. Some time. In some time, and a very well-needed vacation, I'm going to try and say air quotes, but we are back, and uh, yeah, how's it going, man? All right, pretty good. Good, good, good. I am uh, a little exhausted still. Um, for those that don't know, I reason one of the reasons why we had to take a week off is because I was in Tampa visiting my stepmom, and uh, so we uh, we finally you know were able to go down to go visit. <clears throat> so it was. I had the idea to go ahead and record. Like, well, we'll just record when everybody goes to bed. No big deal, whatever. Until I got, <laughs> until I was told, you seriously can't take a week off. I'm like, all right, that means I need to take a week off. <laughs> so, I'm like, like a false mission. It's like, yeah. Uh, I, was like, yeah. I was like, all right, I guess I'm taking, I guess we're taking a week off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just need a, a voice of reason and just something simple like you can't take a week off for someone to tell you, you, probably ought to take a week off so but yeah we uh time off yeah i'm like all right i'm not sure what to do but okay we'll we'll figure it out uh no it was it was good though it was it was good it uh, it was weird not recording on monday or sunday for that matter either day yeah not uploading something but uh worked out well because uh Sunday we went to the aquarium in Tampa, which is really nice. If you ever are in that area, I would definitely recommend that aquarium. They even got like a little splash pad area mm-hmm. and an outdoor splash pad area and also a bar. So uh, I, I would, uh, what was it, the Tampa Twister or something like that? It's a pina colada and strawberry daiquiri together. Oh, it's frozen? Oh, yeah. yes, sir. <laughs> Um, no, it was, it was good. And then, uh, Monday we went to the beach, we went to Clearwater, never been there. Uh, it's like 40 minutes, 45 minutes, somewhere around there, yeah. um, from Tampa. Not, not, at least I didn't think it was a bad drive. We also went, now mind you, we went the week before Memorial Day weekend. Also, you know, and also today is Memorial Day as we record and, you know, it's a good day, uh, to reflect on those that served. And those that um, served to protect uh, and protect us here in here in the United States, and remember those that unfortunately were never able to make it back home. So, to those we that have served and continue to serve and uh, were not able to come back, we say thank you for your service. So Clearwater. Um, yeah, about an hour, you know, 45, 50 minute drive. Uh, traffic wasn't too bad. The kids in that area, in Tampa, Clearwater area, still going to school. So that helped with traffic flow. And there's not a whole lot, there wasn't a whole lot of people there. And the beach we went to was nice. 
um, it the it lives up to its name. That ocean is, I mean, clear. You can see your feet in the water. You can see the fish swimming around your feet, which is a little weird. And you have to try and not think about that <laughs> while you're out there. Yeah. Um, otherwise, that's all you're doing is worrying about fish swimming around your feet. Um, but yeah, we could be like four feet deep, and I'm still looking at my feet. Like that's how clear that water is. So it's it's yeah, it's really nice. Uh, while we were there, we saw two manatee, and they were like 15 feet away from us. And we saw five dolphin, I think, out in the ocean, just, just chilling. Yeah, just chilling, enjoying the day. Calm waters. Now, I, not like what I'm used to down uh, when we used to, growing up when we used to go vi- go down, actually, Memorial Day weekend, for, uh, we'd go down to Galveston, and you know, do the three-day weekend down there and spend time in the ocean. The ocean is a little bit, from my memory, was a, was dirtier, <laughs> um, not as clear. And waves are, waves can be a little brutal at times, but it was still always a good time. Yeah. But, yeah, Clearwater was amazing. Um, after we went to the beach, we went and did a boat tour, and a dolphin boat tour. And, well, you know, during that tour, they did a, what they refer to as a celebrity tour mm-hmm. i yeah so it went along the coastline area of where they had these houses and everything and real big huge estates right off the water um one is one was hulk hogan's house where he lives yeah and i think the one after it or two down was john travolta's house before he moved he had it for a while, then moved to Ocala, uh, Florida, because he wasn't able to land his jet, or not his jet, his helicopter <laughs> in the backyard. Plus, it's hard. Uh, yeah. And then uh, I think one or two houses down from that was Kirstie Alley's house. So it was like this big, what Ruth calls, and I kind of adopted as, a Scientology cove <laughs> in that area, <clears throat> that strip right there. And it was funny because right after she said that, they were talking about this building that the church had actually bought, the Church of Scientology had actually bought. And they bought the top three, and they gave the top three floors to Tom Cruise with his own private elevator that he could drive his car in, and the car, the elevator takes it up, and basically, he can get out of his car pretty much right there in his living room. Wow. Which sounds nothing like Tom Cruise as much as he likes to run. True. <laughs> I guess that's his resting point. Yeah, yeah, it's his resting point. <laughs> but it was insane. And still, I mean, still has it and everything. I'll, uh, I'll be sure to put a picture of it up on the uh, group page. So it was, it was fascinating. But apparently, yeah, there's a big... Uh, Scientology, uh, celebrity Scientology, um, I guess, what do they call that? Summer houses? <laughs> Although if you're in California, would you know, what's a, not really a summer house, because it's already, I mean, it's California. Summer all the time. Yeah. But anyway, it was fast, and so, of course, it, it then sparked, I'm like, oh my god, is the Sea Org, you know, boat that they train and do all that stuff? Is, was that station in Clearwater? Because if so, I was going to go hunt it down and find it because I wanted to take pictures and try and, you know, make a sign that says, if you need, 
if you need to be rescued, you know, flip flick your light on once for yes, two for no. We will take you. We will rescue you. <laughs> um, but no, that's actually still in California too. But I was, I had, I looked that up while we were on the tour still because I was curious. But yeah, no, that was crazy though. I was like, wow, and I had no idea. And I watch a lot of documentaries and stuff on Scientology just because I find it fascinating. I mean, it's, you know, in my opinion, it's batshit crazy, but I, I still find it entertaining. Like, I still find it fascinating to learn about. Um, yeah, and then we did Disney Tuesday and, you know, that whole thing. Wasn't bad. Um, no masks while you're walking around, but as soon as you step in a line, mm-hmm. you better have them on because <laughs> uh, those Disney employees ain't playing around. Two or soldiers. Yeah, they'll be right on there. Yeah. That's gone. That's gone. <laughs> oh, shit. I'm walk around with a Talix. Put it on. Uh, I can't confirm nor deny. <laughs> <laughs> buzz light, you're going around. You want to buzz? <laughs> <laughs> to infinity and beyond. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, it, it wasn't bad. It wasn't. Super crowded because they limited the number of tickets. Yeah. Uh, you know, for parking mission and everything. And, uh, yeah. So they, uh, but yeah, it was good. Everybody had a good time. Grayson rode Space Mountain, which she was braver than me because I was terrified because I went on it 27 years ago when our marching band went uh, my sophomore year. And uh, I went uh, on it with some of my friends. And uh, I don't, really handle roller coasters super well there's i mean if it's just hard banks i'm usually okay uh, you do like loop to loop stuff like that huh? nope same I'm way out. i'm out i tap out <laughs> I, I tap out I, I, I did one once too yeah. i was in tears and shaking and could barely walk yeah works mom could tell you about that experience and then uh <laughs> and so i was terrified about going on this a second time because i didn't handle it very well the first time Again, in tears and kind of shaking. I, also I was, I was, I was, I had also looked down, so I didn't know what all was going on because I was terrified, mm-hmm. um, and just wanted it to be over. Um, this time, I was a little bit less terrified, but still wanted it to be over. Right. And mainly because so Grayson just made the height requirement, like mm-hmm. by an inch, just made the height requirement. Um, no, only Ruth and I were the only ones that had ever been on it. And it said it was like a 25-minute wait, but I bet it was maybe 10. Yeah. Basically, any wait time that we experienced at Disney was less than what was posted as what was, you know the wait time actually was. So that was always cool. Um, but yeah, no, it went York because, you know, Space Mountain, you've never been on it. You don't sit side by side in like a row or two. It's basically done kind of like a rocket, so it's single person, um, like peas in a pod, more or less. Okay. Picture how peas are, and you have to, you know, it's lined up like that. Mm-hmm. So that's basically how it is. It went York, Grayson, me, then Ruth. And so I'm like, okay, well, you know, I know she'll be fine because they have the little seat belts and roll bars and all that stuff. Yeah. But there, there are no sides to it, and that's what I don't like about it. Like, you know, you're used to things going up, like, at least up to your, over your waist. This is, like, none of that. It's, like, at your waist, maybe. 
I'm like, okay, I don't like this at all. <laughs> and it's in the dark. And Grayson mm-hmm. doesn't do well in the dark. Um, now there's some lights, you know, you know, like a ton of lights every now and then. But you're flying in the dark in a roller coaster. And it's very jerky. And I don't remember it being as jerky as, as it was. And you're like doing all kinds of like, they're hard banks. And there's like uh, going around, like when the, those things, like a, whenever you put a coin in the little centrifuge type thing and it just spins yeah, all the yeah. way down. It's kind of like that, where it's kind of windy like that. But you can't really tell because it's dark. <laughs> um, but it straightens up and then kind of does some hard banks. I, I kept going, you're doing okay, Grace. Grace, you're doing good. You're doing good. It's like I kept saying that. And meanwhile, I'm like trying not to freak out myself, not have a panic attack myself. Um, but she did awesome. And then she wanted to go on and again. I'm like, I'm like not with me or not. <laughs> so I was, I'm like, I, I'll do this one again in another 27 years. But there you go. <laughs> I'm good after that. I'll wait outside. But no, they they did great. She was scared on Haunted Mansion at first because again it was dark, but by the time it was over, she was ready to go again. And uh, we so we did later because we literally walked right on, like there was no wait whatsoever. You just walk in and hop on. So wow. yeah, I'm like, all right, sweet. And the only things we didn't do was Splash Mountain because that was like an hour wait. And we didn't do the uh, Seven Dwarves mind ride because that was like an hour away. Um, but yeah, otherwise, did print. Oh, and Pirates of the Caribbean. We didn't do that one because it was a little bit of a, it was like a 40, 40 or 45 minute wait. Plus, it was on the other side from where we were. Yeah. But, you know, everybody had a good time and that's all that matters. And we stayed until they kicked us out, <laughs> pretty much. Um, and then we just chilled uh, my stepmom on Wednesday. Flew back Wednesday night. So it was, yeah, not bad. Everybody was, I was slightly sunburnt, and York got it the worst, especially on his face. Bless his heart. Um, but everybody's doing better. We're all kind of peeling at the peeling stage now. So we're shedding our, our snake. Coming out of the cocoon. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, so before we move on, I also want to give a quick shout out to um, to the uh, website Feedspot. Um, if you haven't noticed either on our Instagram or Facebook group page, we uh, we got placed on a list. Uh, we were number eleven out of fifty on Feedspot's top fifty kids movies podcast to follow for twenty twenty one. So. Thank you again, Feedspot, for putting us, uh, for honoring us and putting us on your list. We, uh, Matt Kudos, and thank you for that. We, uh, we definitely was a surprise and wasn't expecting it. So thank you. We'll take it. <laughs> 11 out of 50. So like, wow. Yeah. I know, right? It's a good placement. <laughs> yeah. I'm, that's 39 more that, <laughs> you know. But congratulations to everybody that made the list, though. So, um, so yeah, so now I feel like there's expectations. <laughs> uh, that's what happens. Pressure. Yeah. Now, now, now the pressure's on. Yeah. So at least in the uh, Nashville and well, even Mount Juliet uh, area, school is out for summer. 
School's out for summer. All right. So every summer for me, I always pick like a handful. I'll go through our DVD collection and start pulling out movies I want either York to watch or Grayson to watch or both. I want, you know, and try and get them to watch those just movies they've never seen. It could be they could be 30 years old, 20 years old, 10 years old, just movies they haven't watched that we have that they are old enough to now watch. So I wanted to do that again this year. And I wanted to do basically a top six because there's six weeks. Usually I think it's usually six weeks of summer. Mm -hmm. Um, So it would average one a week. Now, you know, in New York, you could be an overachiever and watch all of them in one day because, or two days because, you know, he likes to get his homework done early. <laughs> um, so I thought it'd be a good idea um, for you and I to do a top six movies we'd like our kids to watch because we have three kids in various different age ranges that can cover various different types of movies and, I guess, age, you know, age. You know what I mean. Yeah. So, thank for you, thank you for doing that. <laughs> um, these random ideas that pop up in my head. I also because every year I try and challenge myself during the summer. Um, I do what basically a summer movie challenge for myself for movies that I wouldn't that I've usually either that I haven't watched either because I haven't had any interest or just aren't really my thing or I just. Never got around to. One year I challenged myself to watch John Wayne movies because my dad loved John Wayne. I can never stand it. I, just because yeah. he was added on, they always looked boring. And there were what, old westerns, and I don't... It's not Old westerns are not my forte. Not my thing. But I've, I made myself watch like six or seven John Wayne movies. And found two that I actually liked. So El Dorado and uh, Rio Bravo. So, and then a Quinn Eastwood uh, Western Hingham High. Those are like the three that I, I found that I actually really enjoyed yeah. so, that, out of that summer. So um, we'll start low and go up, I guess. So we'll start with the, I put Grayson in the six to 10 because she's six now. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good age. And this could probably go a little bit lower too. You could probably, you know, four or five even to 10. Um, and one was suggested to me by a coworker who also has kids. And I, when I was telling him I was trying to make this list, he came up with one. So one of these, I'll give credit to him. Um, so in these, even though these are numbered, is not list of importance. It's just writing them down. So the first one I did was the Iron Giant for the, I guess six to ten range. But you can again could probably go over a year or two. Because I know they haven't watched it yet. Mm-hmm. She hasn't watched it yet. And I think that would be a good one that she would like. It has Vin Diesel as the voice of the giant, which I think most people forget. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, pre-Groot. <laughs> Iron Giant. And I think this is one of those movies that kind of transcends age, really. Because I could have just as easily put that on York's list. Right. Because it's one that I think everybody can enjoy the next one is speaking of Vin Diesel I put the pacifier because I fear that's a good kids movie he's a Navy SEAL that has to take care of kids yeah so 
I uh, believe uh, Thomas Lennon and Robert Ben Garrett wrote the script to the guys from Reno 911. If I, memory serves me. Um, and I don't know why I know that, <laughs> but I do. Um, and then I put Angels in the Outfield. Not the, ori- not the original, but the 90s one with Christopher Lloyd. Danny Glover. Yeah, Danny Glover. Yeah, yeah I remember my mom taking to see that. Yeah. <clears throat> I thought that would be a cute one. That one's on. So Iron Giant. So all three of these are on Hulu right now. Um, next, the uh, the Muppets, the one with uh, Jason Segel and Amy Adams. Thought that would be a good one. I don't remember if Grayson's watched it or not. Doesn't really matter. But I think it'd be. I think that would be a good one for that age range too. If you haven't seen one, this would be a good one. Especially if, you know if you're worried about your kids watching quote unquote dated movies, which you know me personally. You know, the Muppet movie, and especially the great Muppet Caper, uh, are two of my favorites. So, well, Muppets Take Manhattan is also really good, too. But I think, it's, I think that's the one where Kermit gets amnesia. Yeah, it's the one where Kermit gets amnesia. There, Liza Minnelli's in it. Yeah. Anyways, I like that I one. Seen, I might have seen that one. Yeah. it's. Yeah, I also like that one, too. But the great Muppet Caper is still one of my favorites with Charles Grodin as the bad guy. Yeah. Uh, but the Muppets, you know, the newer version, and even the Muppets most one, it's fine. But I think the original Muppets kind of captured was great because it's kind of like the Force Awakens where you're like, it's kind of the same as, you know, the first one. But it's only that way because it's more of this big nostalgic feel, which is what I think the Muppets kind of captures in that big family fun. Plus there's musical numbers, which if, you know, if your kids are anything like Grayson, she'll, you know, she'll just love the musical numbers. So yeah. Next was one that was suggested to me by my buddy Will, also known as my doppelganger, because um, everybody confuses him for me. Yeah, that's what happens when you wear masks. Um, anyways, uh, Three Ninjas was suggested. I was like, you know what? That's actually a good one. I'm going to put that on there. So thank you, Will, for that suggestion. And then lastly, number six, Short Circuit. Also, uh, that one... Three Ninjas, I'm not sure we can find it. Muppets, I believe, is on Hulu, but it's probably also on Disney+. Plus. And um, Short Circuit is on HBO Max right now. Um, but Short Circuit, we were going to try and watch for Family Movie Night this past week. But my but York went to bed at like 7. So he was just tired. I mean, still recoup, trying to recoup from the trip. <laughs> yeah. And so we ended up not watching it. Um, but we'll probably we'll watch it here soon. <clears throat> so next, uh, speaking of New York, for his age range, I put ten to thirteen. You know, it's, I guess I could have done ten to fourteen, but ten to thirteen, we'll just say. For his six movies for that age bracket, I put The Rocketeer because it's on Disney Plus, and I remember really enjoying that movie. It's kind of you know it's based on a comic book but i also want to say it was based on a old radio show too but i think it was based on a comic book first i ought to yeah i'm not 100 sure on the radio show but i know for sure it was a comic book yeah and i remember it being uh for its time it was done really well uh it billy campbell i think is the one that was the actor in that and timothy dalton played the bad guy and I remember really enjoying it. And I think he would like, I think that's when he would like. It's kind of like a superhero movie, but 
you know, it's but it's also done like in nineteen forties, so and it's done really well, kinda like Dick Tracy was and that kind of kind of feel for it, but not necessarily although Dick Tracy would have been a good one. Oh well. Um next to put how to train your dragon, because I know York would like that kind of fantasy thing, and I think most kids that age are into like dragons and you know, sword fighting and all that different stuff. So yeah. Um, and really, and it's got three movies, yeah, three right now that are out. So, you know, it's easy if he likes that one, or if your kid would like that one, then it's something they can move on to the next one. And then the most recent one, um, which I know is on, I believe all of them are on Hulu right now. Third is Tomorrowland with George Clooney. Since I was just at Disney and was at Tomorrowland, I'm like, I need to add this is like we need to watch that movie i was actually when i originally i didn't i didn't see it in the theater um i think it was on streaming mm-hmm. i watched it and was surprised at how much i really enjoyed it yeah. it was a lot better than i thought um so it could be a little dark but it's it's still a family movie because yeah when that came out i think i took my daughter to see it i don't remember a lot from it but i yeah. think i think we both thought it was Cause I didn't know what to expect from it, but I think we both yeah, kind of liked it. Yeah. Yeah. For yeah. wasn't a ride. It wasn't based on a ride. It's <laughs> based on a area, <laughs> yeah, an yeah. area of Disney. They built the story so, around it. <laughs> yeah. It's basically what they've been doing with all their properties. True. See jungle cruise coming out. July 30th. <laughs> based on a ride. <laughs> um, and then uh, number four, I've got Tom Cruise's War of the Worlds, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg. Again, I didn't see that in theater. I waited till it was streaming. Yeah. And or I might have picked that one up from the library one, and was pleasantly surprised how much I liked that one too. It's not my favorite of Tom Cruise's or Spielberg, but I thought it was entertaining and had some good uh, intense scenes. Yeah. Um, to keep people interested so I think York would like that and uh, yeah and you'll be surprised surprised they'll have Tom Cruise running in it Um, (laughs) running to his house in Clearwater wouldn't be a Tom Cruise movie (laughs) if he wasn't running funny thing is right by that house in Clearwater there's a bridge I'm like uh, we went underneath I looked up at Ruth I go hey I think I see Tom Cruise running across (laughs) Say, get out of the way, get out of the way. Be surprising if he doesn't at least run every morning or something. Yeah, right? Uh, like, you've never like, run this? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> he'll, he'll run 100 yards and then go, okay, cut. <laughs> but there's <laughs> nobody around, bro. There's no cameras, man. Uh, force of habit. Sorry. Routine. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Gotta stay in character. Oh, yep. So, it wouldn't be a list if I didn't have at least one movie with The Rock in it. Because my kids like The Rock, and The Rock makes great movies for yeah. kids, you know, six to well, really any age. Because he Can't makes that. he covers the gambit. Yeah, Rock he covers the gambit. That's for sure. I think the only thing he hasn't made was a horror movie. I think that's the only one he hasn't made yet. I'm pretty or sure that'll happen at some point. Yeah, or a drama. I guess he hadn't done a drama yet. But he's done fantasy. He's done sci-fi. Because he did Doom. Yeah. He did Southland Tales. So he's even done a comic book movie before. He did uh, before Black Adam, so 
<clears throat> he, did his, he did his own Die Hard with what Skyscraper or yep. whatever it is. Yep. I hadn't watched it yet, but I was like, oh, eh, it seems like Die Hard. <laughs> I almost I meant to put that. I might put that number seven for for York because he would like that one. And that one I know is on Hulu. Um, so thank you, Patrick. I'm putting that on, adding that to the list. Um, but yeah, uh, the rundown with The Rock and Sean William Scott. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> Another one didn't see in theater. Rented it from the library or Redbox One, and really, really enjoyed it. I thought it was awesome. I was like, this is a lot of fun. I mean, it's not anything more than what it is. Yeah. Just big, dumb fun, and that's what these movies should be. <laughs> it's just, you know, especially in the summer. Right. And then lastly, because I think York's probably old enough to watch this now and enjoy it, because I think I was about his age when this movie came out, Adventures in Babysitting. The, the original version, not some new one that was yeah. the babysitter with Jonah Hill. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know about that one. I never yeah, exa- exactly. Um, <laughs> but I think York would like that one a lot more. I don't think Grayson's old enough yet to understand most of it. Yeah. Much like my brother probably wasn't, but we still watched it nonetheless. And we might have actually seen that one in theaters too, to be honest. Um, but yeah. Well, a rental a couple times yeah and it was on t- it was on tv also so, yep yeah. so that's my list uh and then added skyscraper so we'll make that seven so uh yeah so that's my list what you got all right i kind of adjusted mine a little bit that's fine because um you know my daughter's actually today is her birthday happy birthday got a 15 year old now she'll be a sophomore in the fall you got a sophomore. I've got a fifth grader and a first grader. Oh, you got time. <laughs> just think, just think, man. When we started this, when we started this, we I had a pre-K, a pre-K, a third grader, and yeah, yeah, crazy. We had an eighth grader. Time's flying. Yep. Here we are. Um, so you know, of course, her taste in movie has changed. You know, we used to do a lot of animated kids movies but here lately she's getting into more horror and yeah you know that, that she's that age like, yep yeah. and this started like a couple years ago <laughs> so but um but right at the point 13 yep. to 17 so um i can't confirm if you've seen this or not but i want to get her to right. terminator okay you know, i wanted to see t2 but she gotta watch the original first I mean, I watched it. I mean, of course, most of the things I watched were backwards. Yeah. I saw Terminator 2 before I saw Terminator. Same. My dad my dad took us to go see Die Hard 2. I'd never seen the first one. I didn't even know what we were going to go see. But then again, he took us to go see T2 also. And we had never, I mean, we were too young to watch both of those movies. But it's all right. <clears throat> <laughs> we both turned out okay, as far as I know. <laughs> Jury's still yeah. out. <laughs> yep. Yep, probably will be for a while. <clears throat> and of course, like as far as with this series, I kind of only acknowledge the first two because I hadn't seen anything before Dark Fate. So I don't know what those middle movies are like. So Rise of the Machines is kind of blah. I mean, it's yeah. okay, but I didn't really like Nick Stahl as John Connor. And what's her name? Uh, from Claire Danes. I was about to say my so-called wife. Claire Danes was... It's... Yeah, it was only okay. 
Uh, what was the one after that? Salvation? The one with Mick G, Christian Bale, and uh, Jay Stewart? I don't know. I, I liked it because it's just big, dumb action. And I liked, I thought the special effects were done really well. Yeah. But stories is kind of meh. I mean, most of them are going to be, but I, I actually kind of liked special effects. I thought it was done fairly well. And that's the infamous Christian Bale yelling at someone walking through the scene or something like that. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. Um, he flipped out because he was a little bit too much into character. Um, yeah, and then uh, let's see, there was one more after Salvation. Oh, Genesis. Genesis, that's what it was, with Amelia Clark. And I forgot who was. I heard that was kind of bad. <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it's kind of hit or miss on that one. Yeah. But, yeah. Let's see. And then my next one, which is kind of, you know, we kind of watched that recently. Um, one movie that we're going to be talking about later, Quiet Place 2. My daughter had never watched the original, so... We actually oh, watched okay. A Quiet Place, so it's the first time watching it. And um, I forgot how good it was. Yeah, man. And um, so, yeah, that was one that I wanted to check out. And I'm going to take it to see part two this week. So Good, good. Uh, then my next one, because she didn't really like the 2021 version, and she liked the video games more, I wanted to check out the OG Mortal Kombat. <laughs> There you go. And see, and see how That's she feels about that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when she told me she liked the, the games better, I was like, wow, okay. So she's played, she, so she, she knows she's familiar with it from, at least yeah. from that perspective. Um, and then The Sixth Sense. I feel okay. a good one for yeah, her to check out. Yes. Um, you know, of course, that has the, the, the ending, the surprise ending. Because when I first saw it, I was like, Oh man, you tell me this whole time this is what it was like. Just imagine, because there was a, a video that's like, just imagine you're doing your job and then you find out you're dead. <laughs> it's like you could have quit, <laughs> but but you still come to work. That's after that, like, you could enjoy like, your afterlife. Right, that's this dedication. <laughs> but it still sucked. <laughs> but um, then another one, you know, because you know she's in high school. Uh, Clueless. Yep, that'd be a good one. Yep. Um. And I think it's been it's been years since I've seen that, but, yeah. but I think she'll be she'll get a kick out of that. Did you watch Mean um, Girls yet? I don't th- I don't know if she's seen that yet. Okay, that's kind of along the same lines of was, except yeah. Tina Fey wrote it. <laughs> <laughs> I think directed it. I know she wrote it. And then one of the first DVDs that I bought whenever DVDs became a thing, uh, Denzel watched in The Bone Collector. Which I watched, oh, okay. watched, I watched kind of recently. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty good. It's a pretty good movie. I, I remember see, I saw that in theaters. I think. Yeah. When it first came out, me and my buddy Mike. I think that's back when him and I went and watched a bunch of movies because he worked at a one of those what they called second run or discount movie theaters. Mm-hmm. And so he worked there, so he was always able to get he's always able to get him and a friend in for free, him and a guest in okay. for free. So when we were in college and we didn't have classes, we was, him and I would just plan on going to the movies at yeah. a certain time, and then I just meet him there and we go for free, and you know we make it, make it, uh, and then he got discounted uh, refreshments. So yeah, 
So we plus. we went all the time, dude. We I saw all kinds of stupid movies that I would never pay money to go see, even at the discount show. <laughs> but but I went because it was free. I'm like, shit, I'm, yeah. I'm gonna say no to thought. I'll waste an hour and a half, two hours on some nonsense. Sure, why not? Free. Can't beat that. Makes you kind of enjoy the movie a little better. It's like, eh, it's free. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. one of the ones I think we went and saw. Yeah. Uh, one of the first DVDs. DVDs. DVD. <laughs> one of the first DVDs I bought was, of course, I had to buy Batman. Uh, when I first got a DVD player, I got Batman, Top Gun, and The Faculty. Uh, with Josh Hartnett, Cleo Duvall, all, uh, Sean Hatosi, Famke Jensen, John Stewart. Gotta go almost run down all. Um, yeah, uh, Jordan, Jordana Brewster. Yep, all that from 1997. Yeah, and I watched the heck out of that. I I think I actually watched it not too long ago because it was on one of the streaming things. Mm-hmm. I think it still had the DVD. So like I kept those three. Yeah, yeah. I still pretty much have most of nostalgia my DVDs. Yeah, yeah. So there's there's one that I took a chance on when it came out because I didn't know. I think it's one of the early movies with Vin Diesel, um, Boiler Room. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I checked that out. That I bought it because Neil Long's in it, so it's like oh yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not because Ben Affleck was in it for like two seconds. (laughs) I don't even remember him being in it. Exactly, (laughs) two seconds. He was in it long enough. He was in it long enough to make the cover, so they can, you know, at you know they can market it overseas. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, it worked. But um, yeah, I remember liking it. I don't remember, you know, because I I think I only watched it maybe twice when right. I got it, but yeah. I still have it. So like I don't like the movies. Like I got them all. Like Friday, Love and Basketball, Love Jones. Like I got all all those. On what I loved, so what a lot of younger, you know, people may not under may not realize, you know, everything comes out at the same time now. Yeah. You know, digital and DVD hard copies all come out at the same time. When DVDs first came out, DVDs would come out three to six months earlier than it would on VHS, and I think part of the reason for that was to get people to try and buy into this new technology hmm. and this new way to watch things. It was at least three months. It was easily three months before it came out on VHS to buy. Yeah. And honestly, that is almost the sole reason why I wanted a DVD player. Not so much, you know, because of the technology of, you know, how better the picture was and the fact you never had to worry about your tape, <laughs> you know, uh, that be kind of rewind stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, even that, it's not that bad. It's just, <clears throat> it's, it's just that, you know, the tape breaking or the, you know, it's so old, the sound, like the, the, the picture may be there, but the sound may have worn. Like I've yeah. got, I'm sure a dozen, you know, VHSs here that I could put in and the picture might still be okay or it might be a little sketchy at times, but the sound's just not there because the tape's deteriorated. Yeah. Whereas with DVDs, you never really have, you've never had to worry about that. Just scratches. Right. <laughs> scratch keep the scratch free, last forever. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Awesome. Yeah. Is that your list? 
That's it. That's it. I don't have one for myself, but okay. What you got? No, I said I don't. I don't have one oh, for you myself. Don't have one for All right, uh-uh. one nah. when required. I just again, this is just something I do. I'm not. Yeah, don't have to. But I'm sure there'll be plenty of movies that I'll be taking the chance on. <laughs> a lot of the stuff I've talked about has been taken. Like one I'm talking about was a chance. It was a, it was a suggestion, so I wasn't sure what I was getting into. Okay, it turned out turned out to be good. Okay. Um, so I did for my sixth movie challenge. I'll be happy to share. Uh, the man who shot Liberty Valance. I've never watched it. It is a classic. It's on, I believe it's on the AFI top 100. I have not watched it. Mm-hmm. I've never been interested in watching it cause it's an old Western. It does have John Wayne, but it also has Jimmy Stewart. It is a classic. I have never seen it. I'm going to try and make myself watch it. <laughs> uh, second one. Actually, the next two are both, I believe they're both Roger and Hammerstein musicals, but I've no, I'm not a huge Roger and Hammerstein person. I know that's controversial, but, um, <laughs> but I just, they're, it's, they're okay. Um, Showboat, I've never watched Seven Brides for Seven Brothers or something like that. I've never watched. I'm going to try and make myself watch those this year or this summer. Uh, the Great Race, I've never seen, with uh, Tony Curtis. It's the 50s or 60s, uh, you know, kind of family adventure type thing. Anyways, yeah. I've never seen that. I'm going to try that. You know, I'll give that a whirl. Um, I've never seen Better Off Dead with John Cusack and, like, a crap ton of uh, 80s stars in it. So oh, yeah, I watched it. Yeah, I haven't seen I've never seen it. Yeah. And I feel bad because I love John Cusack, but I've never seen that junk he's like so i'm gonna go hunt it down and uh watch that and then um i've never seen they live with uh rowdy roddy piper really glasses and they see this yeah never seen. wow never watched because remember i i didn't like horror movies or that type of thing growing up even though it's it's hella fake now but when i was younger that stuff just i know wasn't my thing so i never really wanted to watch that yeah, but I decided I want to watch it because it's Roddy Piper and it's '80s and it's you know a classic sci-fi horror movie from the oh, '80s. Yeah. That I feel like I need to watch. So that's my six for the summer. I'm gonna try and watch. So there we go. Um, yeah, only one, only one western, but two musicals that I'm not really been in a rush to watch. Yeah. Anyways, those are my six. All right, shall we get into our movies? We shall. All right. Uh, which one do you want to start with? Dun dun dun. Because hmm. we have a huh? have Go a ahead. double. We do have, in fact, a double feature today. Yeah. Um. I guess we can start with old Zack Snyder. Okay. Army of the Dead. Good choice. All right. All right. So, Army of the Dead on Netflix came out May 21st. A runtime of two hours, 28 minutes, starring Dave Bautista as Scott Ward, Ella Purnell as Kate Ward, Ana de la Reguera as Maria Cruz, Amari Hardwick as 
Vanderhoe, Theo Rossi as Burt Cummings, Matthias Schweig, Schweigoffer uh, as Dieter, Laura Arnazader as Lily, Hiroyuki Sonata as Bly Tanaka, Garrett Delahunt as Martin, Tig Nataro as Marianne Peters, and Raul Castillo as Mikey Guzman. And there's, yeah. So, I think I made that I made that meme of <laughs> that I that I posted on our group page and and uh, sent to you first was you know after watching this you know how you know fan, you know I just, I'm just picturing like fans on the internet. Ugh, how's he gonna make a how's he gonna make a zombie movie fresh <laughs> and even like remotely like. Just not like every other zombie movie. Now, most people don't realize Zack Snyder's one of his first movies was Dawn of the Dead, which is, you know, in most most uh, circles uh, considered, you know, kind of a classic now. Yeah. Especially in the zombie movie genre, I guess you could say, because it was such an homage to the Night of the Living Dead series that he wanted to do his own and find a way to make it to do a more updated version of it. So finally getting away from the superhero movies, he's able to go back to his roots. I guess you could, I guess what some sounds like a hokey way of saying it. Yeah. He gets to go back to his roots. Not only does he do a zombie movie, he does a zombie heist. It's not even, it's a zombie movie, but also a heist movie. There we go. It's not a zombie yeah. heist. because They're not trying to steal zombies. No, 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 that would be ridiculous. So, uh, so it's a heist movie that takes place within the zombie world. <laughs> there you go. Perfect. See, I should have had you do So, following a zombie outbreak in Las Vegas, a group of mercenaries take the ultimate gamble, venturing into the quarantine zone to pull off the greatest heist ever attempted. So, yeah. And it was... It was uh, written and directed by Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder was also the uh, cinematographer or director of photography. It's the same, whatever name you want to give it, it's the same thing. Yeah. And he really got to, as I like to put it, kind of flex what he's good at. He's able to, you know, he's a good director. He may not, especially when it's something that he has a passion for. If it's a movie that he's just kind of doing, you can kind of see it's like, all right, well. I'll do it, but you know, you could tell when he had when he really has a passion and has a vision for it. He can really excel. He can really excel, yeah. and especially when he is behind, literally behind the camera, he really excels. And I really feel like he really just had such a blast making this. Like there was some sort of weight, you know, the the weight of Warner Brothers was off his shoulders, <laughs> I guess. Right. And Absolutely. he got to put the weights. Yeah, you get to put the weight of the camera on, which probably still weighed less, <laughs> and go have a bun and go have fun. Yeah, and it shows in this movie. Now, this movie is obviously rated R because of the violence in the movie. I don't even think there's a whole lot of even cursing in it, but it's Not just really. it's just the zombie violence, you know, just cutting up and shooting zombies, and kind of the grossness of that, as I like to put it. You know, it's not. 
it's not like you know they're shooting blanks and then or they're not like they're shooting and then they just fall over there's some sort of explosion or something coming out of the back of their head or some kind of gross stuff yeah. so that's going to be the majority of what's uh making this such a a hard r i guess you could say and not like a soft r um but he was able to combine not only action but also some comedy uh comedic parts in it uh one of my favorite scenes is when they're on the elevator i'm already forgetting the name of the song but it was uh it was i mean it wasn't it's the end of the world as we know it but it's something kind of like so on brand like mm-hmm. with that where it's just it's funny because they're trapped in this they're in this elevator and they're kind of trapped being surrounded and then the song comes god it's bugging me now that i should have written it down when i was watching it but it was also late so yeah uh i didn't have my notepad but it was it's just the music choice was like spot on and i started busting out laughing while everybody was trying to sleep but i just <laughs> busted out laughing because i was i thought that was so perfect and it's like because i felt when while watching his justice league cut mm-hmm. that the music just didn't fit or was just unnecessary and he did that a little bit in this movie but not as it wasn't as heavy-handed i felt i guess yeah uh as it was in the justice league cut it didn't seem like it was as out of place this seemed like it fit a little bit better and especially with that that really made me laugh i thought the acting i mean the acting's very well done uh the uh the guy that played dieter was definitely really funny provided some good comic relief dave batista's doing his thing as mm-hmm. as you know former former wrestlers turning into action stars do paying <laughs> uh, <Paying> their dues <laughs> yep yep i mean he's doing his version of the rock i mean it's just yeah. Just except for slap the rest. <laughs> yeah, except for maybe more, maybe more brooding and not as much, you know, charming. Because yeah. the Rock is just charming all the time, no matter, you know, no matter what role he's playing in. That's just part of. That's just who he is. Dave yeah. Batista is a little more serious, even when he's not needing to be, like in My Spy. Yeah, you know, it's he's still being serious, even though because he's the straight man in that movie. Yeah. I think uh, he's still trying to, you know, his. Persona in, in wrestling was a little more. Uh, he's he his nickname was Animal, so he's a little more brooding and whatnot. Okay. So, you know, I guess he's still kind of working on getting away from that yeah. since he's not really wrestling as like, right. Well, yeah. and I think I think it works for him too, though, because he can still be brooding and deliver a very funny line. Yeah, and it's funny because he's so serious. Yeah, and so. <laughs> So when you have such a serious person say something so funny, you know, it, it that's a different I feel that that's kind of a harder kind of comedy to do. Yeah. Cuz you're having Guardians of the Galaxy. Cuz you already know the line, you're having to try and keep a straight a straight face doing it. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. So, no, I'm a fan. I I really liked him in this. I so as a fan of comedy and and uh someone that likes to follow various different people in comedy i found it surprising but also amazing that tig notaro was in this because she's very dry speaking to people that are kind of have a serious kind of way mm-hmm. her humor is so dry and just kind of you know did this and you know whatever 
kind of like that. And, but it's so hilarious. It's just that monotone kind of funny. And it's just uh, her delivery is just hilarious. So yeah. this was such a step away from what she's to what I've seen her do. Um, she was also in a show on Amazon Prime called One Mississippi. Mm-hmm. I believe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, that she did on Amazon Prime for, I think, two seasons. And uh, she's a hilarious person. And, and, you know, there's also you could find some videos of Tig Nataro not knowing who celebrities are. And it'll be like very famous celebrities, and she won't know who they are. Like, and like, and it's like quite straight. Like, she does not know. She's just that oblivious. So it's funny for her to be in such a big budget action movie. No, I, I know she was, I was <laughs> like, she was amazing. I'm like, I want to see her prequel. Like, I want to see her origin story. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, I laugh a lot with her character. So yeah. I'm just like, all right. You know, because I, I never, I don't think, I, I'm not familiar with her. So yeah. I've never seen her anything else. So it was um, her character was a nice. Um, also brought some comedy, but it was kind of like you said that dry yeah. comedy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she used to be on a podcast called Professor Blastoff, and they would take different science stories and kind of riff on it. But also, mm-hmm. you would learn some things. Uh, her, David think? Huntsberger, and I don't think it was Kurt Braunauer, but uh, there was it was I used to listen to it a lot, and it kind of you know. You, get to where you have too many podcasts that you're listening to. So you end up having to sacrifice a few, <laughs> but every now and then I go back, but uh, they haven't done, I don't think they've done a new episode in forever, but then again, I wouldn't know cause I haven't had a chance to look, but no, it was, it was, she's always funny. She's uh, been an, a guest on Doug loves movies podcast, which is also really funny. Um, but yeah, it, she was awesome in this. I thought the only thing I really had an issue with, it was his relationship with his daughter. I never quite understood a lot of things about that. Yeah. I mean, because at first I thought it was more like a stepdad type thing. Yes. They weren't really, I didn't get that bond. Like, oh, something happened that created him. I thought whatever happened was just, you know, why why she had the animosity towards him is because, well, you know, you're not my real dad, but whatever. And you know something happened with their life that he did, and drove a wedge. And I thought it was just it happened because well, I was just stepdad, and he did yeah. did did this thing, and how could you do that? And but, right, yeah. So that's about the only thing I really had to, I took issue with was story wise. And granted, I'm not trying to drill too many holes in a zombie movie, yeah, zombie movie slash heist movie. Uh, yeah real too much but still it it did take me out a little bit because i didn't understand their relationship and i get they didn't like each other but i could not kind of have an idea why but i didn't really fully understand and then at the end when they were explaining all that i'm like this still doesn't then that doesn't really explain x y and z earlier on yeah it seems like y'all could have just hashed that out from the jump but whatever um yeah it was, it was just weird. But I did enjoy it, though. I mean, I did. I thought it was a fun, fun, fun action movie. I I liked uh, how they did the zombies as far as, like, makeup design, how they distinguished them. Your, uh, I forgot what they called the, I forgot what they called the, norm, what I refer to as the normies, <laughs> the regular <laughs> zombies. I forgot the name for them. Um, 
versus the alpha versus the alphas, the one that were more intelligent. Which I liked how they did that as well. They, you know, basically you had zombies that actually had I don't want to say superior intelligence, but I mean had intelligence for zombies. Yeah, they actually planned things and yes, they it wasn't just mindless doing things like right. they knew what they're doing. They calculated their attacks. I was like, they had right, a hierarchy. Yeah, like had yeah. a queen and a yeah. king. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, all right, this is different. <laughs> yeah, this is a good way to do it. I like this. That's something yeah. you haven't seen before. So, uh, oh, I tell they did it. Um, yeah. But um, yeah. So, so the casino owner Tanaka basically enlists Batista's character. Um, <clears throat> Uh, Scott to put a team together to get this two hundred million dollars out of a safe that's in his casino, and it kind of reminded me of um, Peninsula, where that was kind of yeah. like the thing yep. there where it, we're sending you into this area where zombies are, but there's money there, right? And this is how much, and this is how much I'll give you if you do this. And so I found it interesting how he was distributing, like when he when he. When Scott went looking for people, he's like, "I'm gonna pay you so much of this," because I think they were what getting like fifty million or something like that, and so they right. had to kind of divide that money with the people they're hiring to come on this, put on this team. So I'm like, but once they see all that money, it's gonna be really hard <laughs> to like, right. yeah, you tell me you're gonna pay me two million, but we got like two hundred. What's what's up? <laughs> you know. But um, I just, I mean, I, I like the action. I wasn't really worried about the story or nothing because, you know, it was a zombie movie. So, like, you want to see some shooting and just... It, then they had um, the zombie tiger. Yes. So I was like... And I like that meme, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. That's what... Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm like, all right. Well, I don't think we've seen that before. Nope. <laughs> no. no I, thought that was, I thought that was genius. And then and they had... fact that it was... Uh, one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers. So they were able to even tie it into how it was, you know, why there was a tiger in Las Vegas to begin with. Yeah, it is Vegas. So, but um, then they tried to have like one little touching emotional scene. I was like, mm, I know what something's bad about that. <laughs> something bad. And then it did. Yep. I didn't expect it to happen the way that it did. Yep. I was just like, uh, all right, that's it's a lot of diff- lot of new takes on, on things. But it's very, he, he did inject new life into this genre with his take on it. So yeah. I need to go back and watch Don the Dick. I hadn't seen that in years. Same. Yep. Same. Yeah. Yeah. All I remember is, was it Ving Rams and is it Mackay Pfeiffer that's in that too? It's been, I remember Ving Rams being in it. Yeah. I'd say Mackay Pfeiffer was also in it. This is the one, that's the one that took place in the mall, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. They had the pregnant girl and the, and her boyfriend, her husband. Yeah. But yeah, so it's nice to see Zack Snyder kind of just do his thing. Yep. And run with it. Just yeah. have a blast. Yeah, so, it just shows you what to do when you don't have studios always just in it. And I think, what did I read? Uh, they signed a six-picture deal with Netflix? No. I feel like it's either three or six. It's a multi-picture deal. So I think this is one of however many. Yeah, that is. okay. So... And uh, for you know, after you watch this, take another thirty, 
take another 27 to 30 minutes and watch the uh, making of that's also on Netflix. Yeah. It is it is so worth watching it. York yeah. and his mom watched this movie and he really enjoyed it. He thought it was really cool how they did everything. And I said you should I said we should sit and watch the making of just so you yeah. can get a you know an idea of how much work goes into making a movie and to make especially making a movie of this size. Yeah, I'm needing to do that too because I, I had to, I put that on a watch list, but that's, I'm needing to go back to do that it, myself. You'll learn so much just as far as everything from costume and makeup, and how to dis, how they decided to distinguish again the normie the normies from the alphas. Yeah, and also how they how they like from the technical aspect because obviously they didn't shoot in Vegas, but how they made their set and like how they incorporated drones to do mapping so they can get as accurate you know a portrayal of vegas as possible it's it was amazing and then uh just watching just watching footage of Zack snyder filming and just seeing how much joy he's having like how much fun he's having doing this and yeah it's and then the interviews too so it's 27 minutes long totally worth watching it's yeah you will not be you'll learn a lot <laughs> i mean obviously don't watch it beforehand because they show kind of some spoilery stuff yeah it's definitely for after you watch it um so uh dave batista turned down an offer to appear in the suicide squad in order to work on this film We'll see once we see Suicide Squad if he made. I mean, I, th- I don't think he made a bad choice. He I didn't mean, make a bad choice. Suicide Squad's good. It's not going to be a bad choice because yeah. I mean, if this were a bad movie, then I'd be like, oh, bro, yeah. we'll have to see. But yeah. no, I mean, it's turned out well, just yeah. fine. Uh, so Netflix took over this, took over the project from Warner Brothers. Filming began summer 2019 with a budget of up to 90 million dollars, which at the time made it the most expensive Netflix production ever i think it paid off uh zach snyder spent a couple of years buying every 60s era canon dream lens he could find on ebay to give the film a soft organic look in contrast to the harsh apocalyptic zombie landscape in the film he also spent a year before the film collaborating with red studios on designing custom-made cameras that combine digital camera technology with the canon dream lens a lot of that's covered in the doc in that uh, making of. Yeah. So. But yeah, it's it it was a uh, it was pretty awesome. That's right. James Gunn had written Zack Snyder's previous zombie film Dawn of the Dead, uh, but paused on writing this film due to his focus on the Suicide Squad. So. I forgot about that. But yeah, uh, definitely check this out. Again, my son watched it, but then again, he's seen a lot <laughs> of yeah. movies that most kids his age will not watch, you know, will, will not have seen. So if you're going to show your 10 plus, you know, your under 13, we'll say under 13, I guess is a good way. Um, kids under 13, just use your best judgment, I guess. So I was kind of surprised, but at the same time, not. All right, that was Army of the Dead. You want to move on to our second 
double feature? Sure. All right. All right. Our second in our double feature is A Quiet Place Part 2. This came out, yes, well, came out Friday, May 28th. Yeah. It was one of those movies that was postponed. It was supposed to come out last, I believe, April. But due to COVID, um, John Krasinski pulled it, or said that he wasn't going to, he didn't want it shown or released on video on demand. He believes that, like the original, it needed to be seen in theater with a group full of people to get the full experience. Yeah. Because, like I said, I, we me and my daughter watched the original, and it's it's different watching it at home than in the theater from, yeah. you know, it's different, but it's still good. <laughs> like, you know, because it's kind of like Sound of Metal. Yeah. How they utilize the sound or the lack of it. <laughs> yes. You know, so it's definitely a theater. Or if you've got a theater set up, you definitely yes. want to utilize it. Utilize yeah. that. Yeah. So, Quiet Place Part 2, uh, PG-13, an hour and 37 minutes long, starring Emily Blunt as Evelyn Abbott, Millicent Simmons as Reagan Abbott, Killian Murphy as Emmett, John Krasinski, who is in about 15, 20 minutes of the movie, um, through flashback, not yeah. a ghost, uh, <laughs> as Lee Abbott, Noah Jupe as Marcus Abbott, Dijamon Hansu as the man on the island, <laughs> Scoot McNary, one of my favorite people, one of my favorite character actors, was the Marina Man, and I was able to pick him out. I go, is that Scoot McNary? Because yeah. there's a lot of makeup and hair and stuff going on there. I'm like, and then when I saw the credits, I'm like, I knew it. <laughs> so like, because I didn't, your, um, bro, I didn't check my phone or anything. I just, you had uh, your um. Leonardo DiCaprio moment, like, ah, I knew I, it. Dude, I knew that guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, this movie is following the events at home. The Abbott family now face the terrors of the outside world. Forced to venture into the unknown, they realize the creatures that hunt by sound are not the only threats lurking beyond the sand path. You saw, I, so, first of all, this was my return to the theater for the first time in 14 months. So it was awesome. I feel like I'd never left. Like I yeah. just walked it. I, I've just, I think the, the weirdest thing was, uh, all my, was the fact that all of my, uh, regal stuff was still, you know, current and up to date and all that. And I'm like, okay, cool. I don't, I literally, the only thing I had to do was redownload the app and that was it. Yeah. And then after that, I was off to the races. Everything was already saved. Or a login, obviously. Everything yeah. was there, ready to roll. It's the same here, because yeah. once everything closed, I'm like, well, I don't need this app right now. Yeah. And yeah. once it opened Go up, I'm like, all right, put it back on, log in, and still got my points. Still got some free popcorn. Like, I'm not a big popcorn person. Yeah. But I still got, I think, three. One for my oh, wow. birthday. Yeah. And then two that I got through some promotions that are still there that right. I can use at some point. Yeah. Well, that's what. I, so I ended up. Yeah, I got a small popcorn and a water, and a large water, and only paid five dollars. So I probably got the popcorn free also, and didn't even think about that. Because uh, I probably got one for my birthday last October, and you know. Yep. So I had that. So I was like, all right, cool. And 
But yeah, I went in. There was maybe 15 people, if even. There was a group of four or five. And then I was two rows behind them, two or three rows behind them. And then there was like another, there might not even been that much, another group of like four or five. Mm -hmm. And then like a group of three. And they were all, everybody was spaced out. Um, I don't know if it's all Regals, but at least ours uh, says face coverings are optional. So whatever. I mean, I didn't care. I was. I mean, it's the same because I went to Opry Mills and basically, you know, if you're eating, they're not expecting you to wear. So basically nobody, I I, I wasn't eating, so I just kept mine on the whole time. And, um, but I didn't care. I'm, I right. wasn't concerned with that. Like, do what you do. You know, right. we're here to have fun, watch this movie. I'm not yep. going to be nitpicking on that. Like, especially you because you're in 40x. Yeah. Like, what are they do? Stop. Literally, stop the 40x <laughs> to tell somebody to put their right. mask on. Right. Seriously, doubt it. <laughs> I wanted to do just a regular theater and have. I think I finished my. I almost finished my popcorn before the movie started, which is probably for the best because as soon now. Unlike you, I hadn't re watched it in a while, mm. the original. And so when I was watching this within the first, like, five minutes, I'm like, oh, shit, I forgot about this is what this movie's like. <laughs> like, you don't hear a sound. The only thing I heard the entire movie was the air was the air kicking on. Yeah. Like, especially in the scenes where, um, with uh, Reagan, she couldn't Yeah, because whenever they focused on her, they just... Man killed this out yeah i killed it and so literally the only thing i heard was air conditioning and i forgot that that's and i'm like this is why you see this in theater because i was at the house watching this dogs or cars going by or kids but i probably won't be watching it when the kids are awake but yeah it's but i forgot how intense it is and this movie did not did not even bother to try and make you feel otherwise like listen we're just picking up (laughs) we're literally yeah you know what you're here for we're picking up where we left off yeah literally they did flashbacks from day one and that's where uh where john krasinski was you know reprised his role yeah and which was cool yeah good to see that oh yeah i will anyways um but as soon as that was over. I mean, they fast forward to pretty much right where the movie left off. The yep. first movie left off. And we're not even talking like a day later. Or, no, no. No, literally moments min- yeah, moments later. Like if you were to cut the first one with this one, you take out the flashback or like yeah. even just put the flashback at the beginning of the first movie. Right. And go through that and then just seamlessly cut through. Man. Get yourself a three hour epic right there. Exactly, man. <laughs> I wish they let us do that. I'd do that. Right. I got some equipment and do that. <laughs> yeah. So it's, but it was, uh, yeah. And it, they didn't really try anything new. They didn't try and, you know, they didn't try and, what was it, uh, reinvent the wheel. They just. No, they stayed inside their box. They stayed yeah. inside. Like, listen, their... we know what we are. We know what we can, you know why, we know why this movie was so successful. Yep. And we're just going to keep going with it. And they did, and it was intense, and it was, whew. Interesting thing, this movie's only seven minutes longer than the first. Really? <laughs> yeah, first was, uh, like, 90 minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah, this one's and then this is 137. Yeah, I was like, ah. Because I thought the other one was longer, because I was watching it. Man, it felt longer. And I looked them both up, I'm like, 
oh no, this one's longer. <laughs> but they both ended kind of the same, just, you know, abruptly. <laughs> Which is cool. But, um, but I do like when they were uh, following Reagan, how, you know, they just basically deaded the sound. And then whenever somebody else came into the scene, they brought it back. And it was just nice, yeah. seamless transition. I was like, all right, okay. And then, you know, she did become the main, the lead in this. Yeah. And because um, so, she takes, because she has a lot of personalities of her same traits yeah. of her dad, so. And you kind of see why she wanted to always go with him because, yeah. like, hey, I know this stuff. Yeah. Teach me. Right. Our, our brother's a little chicken. <laughs> yeah. I got mad at him. I, <laughs> I was like, dude, what are you doing? Yeah. But, you know, they both had their little moments and whatnot yeah, sure did so. they're grow they're growing up moments yeah so yep they sure did and it and the acting was just outstanding in this movie i mean those kids jesus i was watching that going these kids are freaking amazing <laughs> i mean just ah uh, outstanding like I, I just kudos to them because they right, were because it's not it's not a lot of like their dialogue is mostly sign language because they're trying to stay quiet and they're whispering, and so they do put subtitles in for the parts just to make sure, right? You understand what they're saying, but yeah, kid actors—they've come a long way. <laughs> Bruh, we'll get to that <laughs> compared to what movie I watched with Grace, and yes, kid movie, kid <laughs> actors have come a long way. Yeah, Robert Rod- Robert Rodriguez could take some lessons from John Krasinski on how to direct kids. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Oh man, this movie is, I mean, from start to finish, from I mean, no let up. I mean, at all. Nope. I mean, I like. I'm trying to think. Is there even the no? Not really. No, it's pretty much life's in peril the entire time. Yep. When you think you got to breathe, the moment's like, nah. Is that, is that is that air you're trying to take in? No, no. Hold on. <laughs> we got some for you. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, These yeah. Next would have. Zack Snyder would have tried to put in, was it Jordan Sparks? No air. <laughs> you tried to intercut <laughs> that song into that, into that scene. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, bless him. But, uh, yeah. We did learn of another weakness that they had. So I was like, okay, oh. that's interesting. Yep, I like learning more about that. Yeah. yeah. Finding out, oh, well, that kind of makes sense. Because, you know, if, they, if they're a little... They open up kind of like a flower, I guess, in a way, you know, when flowers bloom, whenever they open up and it reveals their mouth and everything, but also their ears, that would make sense that that would then be a vulnerability because it would screw with their equilibrium. Yep. You know. So, yeah, no, I, I, I was like, oh, yeah, that makes complete sense. I like yep. I like how you worked out that logic. <laughs> yeah. <Just, clears> but just it, having... I don't know if, how my experience would have been if I didn't watch the first one because I literally watched it a couple hours before I went. Right. So I'm glad I did that because it just felt seamless. Like right. I just, you know, just kept checking in on these, you know, just, like I like I said, like just watching it straight through, and I took maybe like a two hour break and picked back up. <laughs> right. Where I left off, so I wasn't disappointed at all. No. I was because I was worried because after I watched the first one, I was like, man, now I'm kind of nervous <laughs> about this one because. They weren't intend, you know. John Krasinski wasn't originally intending on making a making sequel. A yeah, you know, it's supposed to be just a standalone. It is what it is. And so I was like, man, 
where are they going to go with this? And it didn't, you know, like, you know, I guess it was fan demand and everything. It's not a, it wasn't a grab. It's not a cash grab. Yeah. Not running interview. He did not want to make a movie that was that kind of movie. Right. Yeah. Like if he could come up with a compelling story and find a way to, you know, make these characters progress and not really evolve, but, you know, progress and grow, then he'll tell it. But otherwise, he wasn't going to make it just, just yeah. try and get more money. And it, uh, I mean, it showed. It showed. Because the, <clears throat> the original movie was him and two other writers who did not return because they didn't want to do like they wanted to try to stick with doing original. Yes. Original material. And, um. You know, so they just want to—they want to just do original projects going forward. They wouldn't want to stick into like a, a world, yeah. right? So, but um, but yeah, like I think when it came out, like that April, they were already wanting to do another one, and then yeah. so I think he said it took him what three or four weeks to write the write a like a a draft, yeah. like a draft, and then you know they brought him on as director as well. Again, like all right. Okay. And it, it felt it felt like they really took time with it. It it yes. took took put a lot of effort. Yes. And you know, it wasn't just thrown together. They nope. stayed in their box. Yep. Took everything from that first movie, put it here, made the necessary changes. They even had elements of, you know, callbacks to the first movie. Yep. And so Well and so even Emily Blunt admitted that she was initially hesitant to join the project. Uh, she didn't feel that she could top the first movie. Uh, however, she was on board after she heard her husband, John, uh, pitch the uh, his pitch of the first bus scene there in the flashback. She also admitted that she, the first take of that scene in the movie, uh, as she was also terrified in real life by the stunt, which had the bus coming at her at 40 miles per hour. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Which is good cuz uh, that's how you get a uh, that's how you get that's how you get a uh, authentic response. Yeah. Um, yeah, that whole scene um, was intense. It's like just imagine you're just sitting at a baseball game and then that happens like ah uh, man. But yeah, um so but yeah it's yeah <laughs> really good really really good so the man on the island was originally going to be brian tyree henry but due to scheduling problems he he left and that's when they brought in uh juman hansal yeah he still he would have done a good job as well oh yeah he he might have tried to invoke maybe a little bit of humor though. Yeah. I mean there were some maybe moments not. there were some moments in the scene where I I was wanting to laugh just because of the facial expressions. Yeah. When something happens and they had to hide these two kids. Right. Just expressions on the face I was like I felt like there was maybe some humor that could have been there. Not not intentionally, but just yeah. just like yeah. Well, there were a couple of jump scares, and that's what they were, that everybody in front of me jumped, and I'm assuming probably behind me, because I'm sure I'm jumped too, 
And I just started laughing afterwards. Because <laughs> I was like, all right, I see what you did there. Yeah. It's like, what do you go? I was like, thanks, a hole. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, I did, we did four, I did 40X. I met, met a friend there and we did 40X. And, yeah. um, I was kind of hesitant because I wasn't sure. Um, but it was like, they'll probably be done like, uh, it chapter two because we, we watched that it same way 40X. And, it's pretty much the same. Like some of the camera movements, they were kind of just slowly lean the chair forward or back, oh. and you know. Yeah. But then those big moments, you feel everything. Oh, the happening. Yeah, especially during the opening sequence with the oh, bus. Oh, yeah. God, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. I was like, man, because they, they, you know, 40x, they give you that sample just to show, yeah. get you ready yep. for what you're getting used to, and I'm like, right. that was a little more intense than the last time I was. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So, yeah. yeah. So I was like, all right. You forgot to stretch, didn't you? I did. I yeah. did. Yeah. Always I had a little, little whiplash. <laughs> Always remember to stretch before you go to the 4DX. <laughs> then I realized that I never took my daughter Kyla to 4DX. So when we go see this, we're going to do that. Like, okay. I thought I, I thought I'd taken her to see another movie, but I hadn't. Because, like, did I ever take her to see the movies where the chairs move? I mean, like, the lean back? No, no, no. I mean, when you're watching no. action, your, no. chi- your chairs move. Like, no. Like, all right. We're gonna. We we, we we're, we're, we're yeah. taking care of that this week. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be awesome. She'll like it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know what more. I mean, there were times in the movie just because of the roles Killian Murphy plays in various different movies. Uh, for those that are unfamiliar with him, he's been in a ton of movies. He played Scarecrow in yep. uh, Batman Begins, and I guess even what was it he came back in. Uh, Dark Knight Rises. I guess he's been in all three because he's in the opening scene of Dark Knight too. Yeah. Um. Anyways, uh, he's been in those. He was in Inception. He was also in Twenty Eight Days, so another zombie movie. Oh yeah. Yep. Um. And he was the lead in that. He was in Peaky Blinders. Uh, he was, well, I he think, the lead in that. To my daughter. He showed her that too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. There you go. Had that one. Um. He's just been in a bunch of stuff, and there are some movies where he he plays one character that you think is on your side, but then something happens and you find out he's not who you think he is, and then turns out to be a villain or something yeah. similar to that. I was expecting that in this movie. <laughs> like I was expecting him to just gonna be the friend because you know they've been friends, but now you know things aren't the way they used to be, sure. and that. You know, he might turn on him, especially after, you know, had him suffering the losses that he faced, you know, during the past, you know, year, I guess you could say. Yeah. 420-something days, 28 days. Um, so I, I was always kind of curious about that. I like, oh, just, just had that in the back of your mind to see. I'm yeah, not going to have a scene where I'm like, I knew it. Or, yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. I was like, I don't trust this guy 100%. And that I'm was me, which added, which added, you know, unnecessary tension, you know, un, yeah. unprovoked, I guess I should say, tension yeah. in the movie. Yeah. And that's, I think, uh, part yeah. of that's the test, you know, a testament to the casting. Because I think a lot of people probably have that feeling about him. No, I did. Because so, <laughs> this was some of the, the dialogue where yeah. you know, I was like, well, you saw this. Did you think to do that? And it's like, no. So I was like, hmm, <laughs> yeah. where's this going? <laughs> yeah. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, 
Anyways, uh, yeah, Quiet Place 2. Um, if you like the first one, just this one just seriously picks up. It will not let you down. It's not. It is a very good sequel. We'll put it that way. And that's hard to say about rare. sequels, I think. It is rare. And especially for one of this kind of genre. Um, it is even harder to accomplish. Right. But it does <laughs> help when you have the same director. doesn't go for all movies. True. Wonder Woman 84. Um, <laughs> it doesn't go for all movies, but uh, <laughs> a, a good majority of the time, if you can keep the same director, I think he kind of was still able to maintain control of his vision. That's yeah, that's the difference. That comes across. That comes yeah. across for yeah. sure. Otherwise, there's no telling what we would have got. <laughs> Facts. All right, I man. Like, you... I feel like if he had, if if they had tried to, you know, the studio had tried to get involved, he'd probably be like, look. I'll leave. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to I'm, I'm leave. So I didn't want to do this at the beginning with. So You're right. I'm going to put my name leave, on this. Leave me be. <laughs> Let me do yep. my thing. <laughs> yep. Just sit back and count the money. <laughs> That's it. A year Which, later, but speaking year of that. Back and count the money. Speaking of that, the budget was $61 million And so far, box office has brought in 79.2. 79.2. Yeah. There you go. I think the budget on the first one was like fifteen million right. or twenty million. Probably no seventeen million. Yeah. Yeah. So, so. Awesome, man. You wanna go ahead and do your third one and then I'll breeze through the rest of mine. All right. I don't have too much to say about them, but I do want to always mention them. So kinda sticking with zombies from when we were talking about Army of the Dead and Yeah. This is kind of a comedy zombie flick. Okay. Uh, it's, you can watch it on Shutter if you have it. Otherwise, I'm not. You probably have to rent it from rent it from Prime. I think it's like three ninety nine on Prime. <clears throat> it came out South Korea February thirteenth, twenty nineteen, and had a July first, uh, twenty twenty release in the U S. It's an hour and fifty two minutes. Uh, directed by Lee Min Jae. Starring, here comes my. I'm okay. gonna try to get these here, names right. Hold on. What you say? What you say? The name of it was? Oh, I did not. Damn, <laughs> I skipped a step. So there's like two titles. One with a variation. It's the Odd Family, Zombie for Sale, or simply Zombie on Sale. Okay. <clears throat> right, go ahead. Go look. So starring, Jung Jae Young. As as Joan Gull, who's the oldest son in this, then you have Kim Nam Gil, who plays Min Gul, which is the middle middle son. You have Um Jai Wan, who is playing Nam Ju, who's the wife of the oldest. Uh, Lee Su Kyung as Hai Gul, who's the youngest daughter. And sister in this family. You have <clears throat> Jung Garam as Jang Bai, which I believe is our strange man. And then you have Park In Huan as Man Diok, who's the father <laughs> of this. So, <clears throat> when a pharmaceutical company's illegal experiments uh, inadvertently create a zombie, the strange Park family finds it and tries to profit from it. 
Okay. So, so it starts off by showing this zombie coming up by the sewer. But this is not like your typical zombie. He's okay. you know, zombies they try to eat brain, go for warm blooded humans and just, just tear them apart and eat the flesh. Yep. Just this zombie's different. He has a strange craving for cabbage. Sorry, you said cabbage? Cabbage. Oh. He does he goes for head, but head of cabbage. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> uh, but you got the Park family. They own a gas station in this country village. And there's sales. It's, it's foreign language, so it's subtitled. Um, so their gas station isn't doing well business-wise, so they resort to, like, underhanded schemes to get, you know, service from people. Yeah. So it starts off where they set this trap where when a car goes by, it flattens all the tires. And conveniently, one of the... Uh, kids rolls up in a tow truck it's like oh I got you I can help you and so they charge ridiculous prices for like I think it's like 1400 for like a tire change and you know they basically scam them just to get money in right but but then you have this the the middle brother is the only family member to have actually graduated the university and whatnot but he comes back to back home after getting fired from his job and you have the father who runs this gas station. And even though he loves his family, he's really yeah. more focused on spending the rest of his life in Hawaii or taking some time off, take a vacation to Hawaii because his wife has told him that's what he needs to do. Then you have this strange man or zombie that has a craving for cabbage that comes into town and he makes his way to the gas station and eventually he's able to bite the father and so the father kind of gets sick for a while but when he rec- but he recovers and he looks a little younger <laughs> than he did you know he's not like young young guy but he looks yeah. slightly younger than before so the family kind of gets this idea like what if we can i guess like kind of have a fam family youth here we'll have the village people come we'll have them stick their arm in a hole <laughs> and he can bite them and then they'll have the same effect, and we'll just get money off of it. That's that's their that's their scheme. <laughs> so they do this, and of course, the other people their their response to this isn't exactly what their fathers were. They actually eventually turn into mindless zombies, and it's chaos, hectic chaos from there. Um, it's it, it's different. <laughs> I'll say from watching, I got a felt elements of warm bodies. If you're familiar with that movie, um, yep. the, the zombie here, he doesn't really speak, but the girl in this tries to pe- tries to teach him her name and he doesn't quite get it. Um, he even, even after they have this booming business of him biting and turning people young, they even invite him to dinner, have him sit at the table eating his cabbage course um and of course the dad does eventually go to hawaii he does what he promised to do but um it's just different like i even saw elements of um oh what was it there's another movie i if they had done this like like i i feel like this 
if done a different way, could have been like a prequel for Train to Busan. Oh, okay. In a way, yeah. in a way, it could have been yeah. just because you had this zombie outbreak and it could have just spread from there. But you know, of course, they took more of a comedy approach to it. But um, it's one that I, I do recommend if you're able to watch it. Um, it doesn't. It's funny. It's just not what I expected because I had somebody recommend it to me, and it's like it's not it's not your typical zombie flick. And like I watched fifty minutes of it the first night, but I started getting sleepy. But I was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna finish this. <laughs> and um, it's was just it was it uh, Bruce? It wasn't Bruce, was it? Bruce wasn't the one that suggested it, was it? No, 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 oh. no, no. It was one of my one of my Facebook friends. Oh, okay, but so we we learned our lesson with that, right? <laughs> <laughs> you might like that one though. Um, I don't know if it's crazy enough for him. I think, but he, he may like it. Um, but this one, if you have Shutter or if you're able to rent it, I think it's worth checking out. It's okay. it's different. Um, the comedies kind of unexpected the way they go about it because you know, of course, with it being foreign language, you got to kind of pay attention to the facial expression and you're reading subtitles and so you kind of some of the some of the comedy I might not have picked up on, but it's just. Is different. It's a good different. Okay. It's definitely one worth checking out. Okay. Cool, man. All right. Well, I've got a couple that I'm going to cover. Two that um, were from award season that I'm finally getting caught up on because they're now available on Redbox. Yeah. So the first one I'm going to cover is the Mauritanian, which Jodie Foster won Best Supporting Actress, I believe. Um, for her role in this, for uh, she won the Golden Globe for it, which I thought was odd because she didn't win for anything. Like, I don't even know if she was even. I can't even remember because you know award season's over, so I'm not trying to remember all that stuff now. <laughs> right. <laughs> Beyond like, that, <laughs> kind, kind of like after you take a test, you're like, I'm not really that worried about it anymore. Yeah. You know, I forgot all that stuff that I just got tested on and got an A on. Um, you did your part. Anyway, now move right. Move forward. <laughs> move forward. Exactly. Need the space for other things I'm trying to wear now. Yeah. <laughs> so, the Mauritanians, uh, two hours, nine minutes. It is available at Redbox at the moment. And uh, it, excuse me, it's based on the New York Times bestselling memoir, Guantanamo Diary, by Mohamedou Ould Slahi. This is the true story of Salahi's fight for freedom after being detained and imprisoned without charge by the U.S. government for for years. Alone and afraid, Salahi finds allies in defense attorney Nancy Hollander, played by Jodie Foster, and her associate, Terry Duncan, played by Shailene Woodley, who battled the U.S. government in a fight for justice that tests their commitment to the law and their client at every turn. Their controversial advocacy, along with evidence uncovered by a formidable military prosecutor, Lieutenant Colonel Stuart Couch, played by Benedict Cumberbutton, Cumberbatch, um, <laughs> who does a really convincing Southern accent, a little bit too convincing hmm. <laughs> for a Brit. Um, who uh, also uncovers shocking truths and ultimately proves that the human spirit cannot be locked up. Uh, Tahar Rahim uh, plays Mamadou 
Mohamedou uh, Salahi. You may have also seen him in a movie called The Prophet from 2009. Uh, the Serpent, which is on Netflix, I believe, right now. Uh, the Eddie. Um, the Looming Tower, which is on Hulu. And uh, some other movies and TV shows as well. Uh, <clears throat> great actor. Great actor. He was amazing in this role. I can see why he got nominated. Um, yeah, I really liked him in this. Uh, the movie really does focus more on him than it does anybody else because it's obviously his story right. um, about his past, why he was locked up, just because he, I guess you could say he was associated with terrorists, but he wasn't a terrorist. It's like, you know how if we had co-workers that, you know, just because we know them doesn't mean we're hanging out with them. Right. We're associated because we work with them yeah. or we know them through other people. <clears throat> that doesn't mean we are, you know. It's kind of like you know, raising kids. You tell them watch the company you keep because right. if they do bad things because you know them, you could be bundled into this even right. if you weren't there. <laughs> you weren't there or, you know, you have nothing to, or like you don't. Like, wait, I don't know him like that. <laughs> you know? Yeah, what they do when I'm not around them. Yeah. <laughs> Got I, nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what they do. I don't know. And that's kind of basically what happened to him. Okay. So he was innocent and had not, you know, was nude some people, but he wasn't ever a part of any of their dealings or whatever. But he still, they'd still picked him up and then took him to Gitmo without charge. Until, you know, and uh, Jodie Foster's character and uh, goes and decides they're going to basically they're going to defend him because he's been been held without charge and which is unlawful and unconstitutional. Right. And Benedict Cumberbatch's entire job is to find a find something to charge him with. And he couldn't because even all the. All the paperwork that the government filed, like documented every all the tortures, all the different uh, coercion, different ways to try and get any kind of information out of him, was coerced and wouldn't be inadmissible in court because it was not. It was under duress, you know. That's like kind of giving a confession while being waterboarded does not exactly mean you're actually confessing because you actually did it. You're confessing because you want them to stop. Yeah. And that's kind of basically where they fell, government fell flat. So I thought it was brilliantly acted by uh, Tahar Rahim, which I think is, which is, for me, it was enough to watch it. You know, I thought his acting was brilliant. Jodie Foster, I thought was okay. I don't think it was award winning, but I thought it was okay. Yeah. And Shailene Woodley is only in it for a few scenes. Really, Benedict Cumberbatch is only in it for a few scenes. A lot of the movie, at least from the lawyer standpoint, is just shots of them staring at paperwork reading. <laughs> because, you know, they'll be reading and then they'll go to the flashback about what they're reading, you know, of him, you know, during all this. And that's a lot of what the movie is, is just, you know, flashbacks of so the reading is just what they use for the transition into yeah transition. Okay. into it. And then there's a few scenes where they. You know, talk to each other and all that, but it's 
literally just his story and his acting is the reason to watch this. Everybody else is just there as a to serve a purpose, you know, to move the story, I guess. They're there so the movie can happen. More or less. So, <laughs> but it's, I mean, it is, it's tragic. It's tragic, um, but it's a, but it's very well done. Uh, Kevin McDonald is the one who directed it. He also directed one of my favorite movies, uh, The Last King of Scotland, with uh, Forrest Whitaker and I think Killian Murphy, uh, playing where Forrest Whitaker was playing Edie. I mean, oh wait, not James McAvoy, not Killian Murphy. Um, Got the book. Yeah, uh, if you haven't watched the movie, it's brilliant. Love it. Yeah. It's it's even it's actually even fairly rewatchable too because I think I ended up seeing it because it was on one of the cable channels. That was uh, 2006. I remember I watched it a couple times when it was on cable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Forrest Whitaker was amazing in that. Uh, he directed State of Play with Russell Crowe, which I thought, when I first watched it, I thought it was kind of boring. I'm going to probably try and rewatch it, though. Uh, he also directed the Whitney documentary and uh, directed one episode of 112263 based on the Stephen King book, which is on Hulu. I still haven't finished that. Uh, and he also directed a Bob Marley documentary called Marley from 2012. The Eagle with uh, Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell back in 2011. And uh, yeah, it's you know it's done well. Uh, it's directed well. Acting, I mean, again, can't speak highly enough about Tahar Rahim's uh, acting in this movie. So I would watch it for that. Everybody else is just there. Um, next is The Father with uh, Sir Anthony Hopkins, who I think uh, might have been a little bit still method acting because he forgot that the Oscars were on and slept through it. <laughs> <laughs> so um, also starring Olivia Coleman, Mark Gaddis. Olivia Williams, Imogene Poots, Rufus Sewell. And so this movie is PG-13, an hour and 37 minutes long. A man refuses all assistance from his daughter as he ages. He try, As he tries to make sense of his changing circumstances, he begins to doubt his loved ones, his own mind, and even the fabric of his reality. Basically, Anthony Hopkins has dementia. Or, you know, it's starting to have more and more ep uh, episodes, I guess you could say, of dementia. Which, um, his performance was good. Was it Oscar-worthy? Not to me. N no. I mean, no. Not this, not this year. We'll say not this year. It was not. Compared to, compared to, Riz Ahmed, <laughs> if it, compared to Riz Ahmed and Chadwick Boseman, no. Was it a good performance? It was a great performance. Was it as was it better than those two? No, in my opinion, not at all. Uh, yeah, it was still done well because it's Anthony Hopkins doing what he does best, you know. Yeah. But compared to the other two, nah, no, uh, uh, not in my opinion. Olivia Coleman was also very well, also was good in this. I don't. I mean, she was a. She was she was fine. The movies, the movies okay. They did a good. 
what the movie did good was that it really did focus on how families deal with their their parents so you know uh, starting to suffer with dementia and what kind of toll that takes not only on that person but also what it take you know the toll it takes on the family members trying to help yeah but also trying to but also trying to have their own lives as well so it handles that topic very well it's good it's, it's a good movie in that regard it just i was kind of bored with it though too to be honest um i, I the joke i made or was to myself was that anthony hopkins forgot he was <laughs> anthony hopkins was suffering from dementia and forgot how bored he was making this movie <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> anyways um but but visions of an Oscar will do that, I guess. Anyways, he Yeah, I mean it was again, it was done well. It told a good story. I just thought it was kinda of, for me, for me it was boring. I wasn't yeah. entertained and felt the story kind of moving. It's again, it's only it's the same this movie has the same runtime as a quiet place part two. Wow. And this movie felt longer. <laughs> Every step of the I'm like Oof. This is just seems like it's taking uh, three hours done. to go. Yeah, I was like, we, <laughs> we done. I did. I checked, and that's not a good sign when you check and go, how much time is left in this? Yeah, and I'm only halfway through. I'm like, Oof. where are we going with this? Right. So, watch it for the acting. Story's okay. Uh, it's good as well. It just may not be for you. Kind of look into that. Watch the trailer. See see what you think. So, and then lastly, last movie, finally at the tail end here, last movie. We didn't really necessarily have a family movie on it uh, like we normally do, because York, again, I mentioned he was, went to bed at 7, and then we didn't end up not watching it. Um, yesterday, uh, Grayson and I, though, had kind of a mini one when it was during the day. We watched Spy Kids 4, was it all that time allowed, I don't know, some sort of time pun title uh it was she wanted to watch it because the dog and it talks because you know six yep spy kids four hyphen d colon all the time in the world i hate that i knew the title of this <laughs> again directed by robert rodriguez and i believe written yes written by robert rodriguez a retired spy is called back into action and to bond with her new stepchildren she invites them along for a, for the adventure to stop the evil timekeeper from taking over the world. Starring Jessica Alba as Marissa Wilson, Jeremy Piven as Danger to Amo, to Amo, Joel McHale as Wilbur Wilson, Rowan Blanchard, who shares a birthday with me, uh, as Rebecca Wilson, Mason Cook as Cecil Wilson, Alexa Penavega reprises her role as Carmen Cortez. Daryl Sabara reprises his role as Junie Cortez. Danny Trejo makes a cameo as Uncle Machete. <laughs> and then Ricky Gervais voices the dog Argonaut. Jeremy Piven, Jeremy Piven plays three roles in this film. 
essentially. Yeah. I told Ruth after watching this movie that we could watch the if a family were to watch this, the parents should definitely play a drinking game. I mean, they'll pass out before the first 20 minutes, but every time there's a time pun, a, basically a pun that has to do with time or clocks or something like that, you take a drink. Anytime they use the word time, <laughs> take a drink. Because <laughs> it's literally, if you could think of it, it was used in this movie. Wow. <laughs> I feel like he did like a Google search for all the time puns in the world. That's what it should be called. Spy Kids 4, all the time puns in the world. <laughs> used to make this film. Uh, so, you know how we were talking about Quiet Place Part 2, a director really utilizing. Uh, the strengths of their actors and getting the best out of them. Mm-hmm. I think part of it has to do with how good the script is, but a lot of it has to do with how the director can connect with the kids to get the best out of them. I'm not saying Robert Rodriguez does a bad job at this. I'm just saying that John Krasinski does a better job. <laughs> now, granted, Spy Kids Four, all the bad, all the bad, pun, all the bad time puns in the world. Came out in 2011. It's an hour and 29 minutes long. And yeah, it just seems like, I mean, it's a kid's film. It's a family kid's film. So they're going to focus on the fun and all the different things, which he does a great job. And all these Spy Kids movies and Shark Boy and Lava Girl movies, he excels at that, at making it the best of a kid's, you know, for, for kids, for them to enjoy. And really gets the best out of, out of out of the fun nature of of that sort of storytelling, yeah. It's just that it the script suffers from that because you can make a kids movie and ha- still have a good script with you know somewhat acceptable dialogue. I mean, if you look at the Mitchells versus the Machines, that's yeah. a kids movie that's freaking fantastic. Great story, great script. And it's funny. Yeah. These movies suffer from bad. He needs he needs to stick to directing and let someone else write the script for him. I think that's where these I, I feel that his movies suffer, at least when his kids movies suffer is him is his screen, his script writing. If he would get somebody else to do it or let somebody else do it, I think they could be so much better. Because his directing is great, it's just the dialogue is just trash. <laughs> it's just, I mean, even for a kids' movie, you want to have at least acceptable dialogue, and it's just right. It, you know, not to do a dog pun, but it's rough. <laughs> it's just, um, but it's fun. It was fun. I mean, it was in 4D aromascope. I don't even want to know what that was like in the theater, but that's before 4DX. Yeah. <laughs> Is when they say, you know what? They re- I'm surprised he doesn't want to re-release it in 4DX. But mm. it, yeah, now we're. I don't definitely don't want to give him ideas. Um, but yeah, Grayson really liked it because the doc talks. So you know, and yeah, it's fun. It's fine. It's fine. I I didn't like it at all, but yeah. it's okay. I mean, there's it's not the most annoying movie that she could put on. But it's also not the best one she could put on. Yeah. Um, 
But at least I can say I watched it. The kids will like it. Your, I mean, parents will just need to try and either grin and bear it or have them watch it while you get to do other stuff. <laughs> so okay. that's what I would recommend. Um, and that's it, movie-wise. Uh, real quick, uh, if you haven't watched Ray and the Last Dragon, it'll be available to Disney Plus subscribers, not premium, but actual subscribers, uh, this Friday, June 4th. Also, next week, Loki starts Wednesday, June 9th, which is weird that it's on a Wednesday, but whatever. So, Loki will start next week. So, we're already there, man. Dang, that's the day I go back to work. <laughs> ain't I'm that, off. <laughs> oh, well, ain't that something? I figured. Yeah, I should have took an extra day. <laughs> You'll have plenty of time to watch it before. Yeah, yeah I know. Probably had to watch it Tuesday night. <laughs> Probably. Uh, so, trailers... Uh, we have Jungle Cruise. Uh, they released a second trailer starring Emily Blunt and The Rock based on the Disney ride. And that's coming out July, I think I said 23rd. No, sorry, July 30th. Uh, the Tomorrow War with Chris Pratt and um, my favorite, one of my favorite actors, uh, Mary Lynn Ryscoe and, and Yvonne Strahovski mm-hmm. and some others. Uh, that looks like that'll be fun. That's, uh, I believe, Amazon Prime. Uh, I forgot what date. And then uh, the Eternals trailer dropped. And the memes have also dropped to go along with it. <laughs> have they ever? Yes. Uh, especially, was it uh, Eternals and Shaq? I think are the ones I've been seeing. Asleep. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. All those. Yeah. And then uh, that's it right now. Um, and then coming out. Friday, June 4th. Uh, flipping through all my different pages here. Uh, saw one that I was going to... Oh, uh, nope, I'm not going to go see this, but Spirit Untamed, for if you got kids, and saw the first Spirit Horse animated movie. Apparently they made a sequel, Spirit Untamed, and that'll be out June 4th. Oh, The Conjuring, The, De- the Devil Made Me Do It. That's what's coming out. This Friday. So, having seen the other two, I will be going to see this one. This is, I think I'm old enough to go see this one because I've seen the other two. Yeah. Interbell, you're probably not going to get me to go see, but this one, yeah. And if they don't do one where the Warrens meet, uh, where the Warrens were uh, sent up to, it wasn't far from where we were at. It's, I want to say it's a little bit north of Gallatin. Uh, mm-hmm. The Warrens were here. They investigated uh, possible Bigfoot sightings. So if they don't make that movie, I I don't know what to tell them. Right. You know how tense you can make make that movie. Yeah, you never have so Bigfoot. Just show shadows. <laughs> just just pull it. Yeah, just pull like a jaws on it. Just, yeah. Don't show it till the very end. Just yeah. build all that suspense. Or the others. They could do it like the others with uh, Nicole Kidman. Where you never really saw anything, it's just it was all sound and you know sound and just that anticipation. Yeah, oh, they could do a good job. They need to get on that. Uh, Strange South did an episode on it. That's how I know about it. So go find that one. The Warrens meet Bigfoot. Well, they don't really meet him, but go to go to uh, investigate Bigfoot in Middle Tennessee. Cool. That's all I got on this big epic sode. There we go. 
That's all I have. I think this week. Well, I guess Conjuring 3 might be watched this weekend. Yeah. So that'll probably be our feature next time. There you go. Yeah, I think so, too. Yep. And then I've been watching, as far as TV shows, Titans on HBO Max. I started yep. watching that. Is that good? So far, it, I've watched five like, episodes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it takes a yeah. little time to build up. And you're kind of yeah. like, you're, you're unsure how you feel about it at first. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. It it gets better, for sure. It's yeah. definitely one of the shows that that benefits from you know, the more times you watch it. Or the more yeah. episodes you watch. Don't judge it by the first episode at all. <laughs> no, because that first episode, you know how they had the... Did Grayson saying F Batman? Yeah. When he finally said it, I was like, you probably should have said this a couple couple steps yeah. ago <laughs> yeah so but i'm liking it five yeah. episodes in so I'm, I'm i'm with it second season's pretty good too so yeah, i noticed on imdb like all the episodes pretty much like eights or higher maybe a few that's a seven point something but mostly yeah. eights yeah. yep it's good stuff oh yeah yeah that's cool i finished i fair i finished mayor of east town the only thing i'm going to say is that all seven episodes were amazing. There's a lot of a lot going on in that show for seven episodes. For yeah. seven one hour episodes, there is a lot going on. Kate Winslet was amazing. Uh just have her Emmy ready. Just go ahead and start polishing it. Her <laughs> Emmy, her Golden Globe. Go ahead and get Great those name. Ones. Yeah, just go ahead and put the name on it and just have it ready. Yeah. All right. Cool man. All right. I guess uh Guess our episode has finally completed, and we will see. Well, talk to everybody next week. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at Parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.